Hey guys, Jacob here. Uh, sorry that the episode's late. There was a lot of technical issues. Thankfully, they've been resolved and we're getting you this episode better late than never. But uh, hope you enjoy it and we will see you guys for another episode this week. So sit tight. Have fun. Five, four, three, two, one. Over Hello everybody and welcome to Overtime, your weekly source for all things Overwatch. I'm your host Jacob Hujik and with me today is Brandon Williams. I'm only like half here. <laughs> and Taylor Severn. I still don't know the true identity of Goku Black. Wow, it is... I have had one, one busy day. Buying houses sure is fun. Uh, um, but... How have your guys' games been going? Uh, Great. Okay. Excellent. Awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch recently. My friend just got it, and so it's just like been playing like a bunch ton. And I'm at the point where I'm actually playing worse than ever. <laughs> and I Is just it... kind of need to step Great. back and chill out. Is it because you're playing with someone new? <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I think it's, like, one of those things where, like, when you're, like, lifting a lot of weights and then your arms are just dead, right now my arms are just dead. It's a good analogy. I don't know if it's exactly one-to-one, -one, but, yeah, I, I, I know where you're going. I definitely it's at feel least like twenty-to-one. I, I definitely get that feeling. Like, when like when you're playing, like, a platform or, like, a skill-based game, like, I feel like my first couple attempts at it are my best ones. And then I get into that mode where you just like you keep making those easy mistakes and you're at it for like 15 minutes and then you like you step away for a while you come back like half an hour the next day and you 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 do the level in like one try. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. So, so I, I definitely I definitely get that feeling. But uh, me Overwatch Overwatch has been going good playing lots of three v threes that's still super super fun. Uh, uh, I've been playing a lot of Symmetra uh, before the changes. Oh, titter, titter, titter. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just teasing the audience there. Yeah, I, I've been playing a lot of offensive Symmetra, actually. Um, it's not something I usually did. I play a lot of Symmetra. Symmetra is my my number one character in, in time played and just... At least 15 hours. A lot of hours into, into Symmetra. Um, I say at and... least because last time I checked you were at 15 hours, but apparently not. You play a bunch more of her, oh. I might be at 16 now. I'm not sure. But in either case, uh, she's super good, especially on defense, as some, as a, I'm sure many people know. But she is not useless at offense. She's actually very, very good on offense. Offensive teleporters in, in people's back lines, A, is super fun, and B, pretty effective, actually. Um, so yeah, I really like Sombra, uh, and I was playing her a lot this week. Uh, I've been trying to... I, I tr briefly tried Sombra. Uh, yeah, I don't know if she's quite my playstyle. I uh, I definitely should play more of her because her I've been playing a lot of with a lot of uh, Sombras. Uh, she her kit is definitely impacting the game. I've been playing um, a lot against a lot of Sombras. Yeah, and I feel like I've been dying more not from her kit but from her just main fire. Because that thing is powerful. I mean, she is an offense character. Well, yeah. 
I mean, that that gun is strong. I um, I don't know. I don't feel. I don't know if I feel the same way. Uh, like it, it's definitely a pretty powerful gun. Maybe you're uh, just playing too much tracer. <laughs> I don't play <laughs> tracer at all. <laughs> no, Brandon usually plays. Brandon plays a lot of tanks. I do a lot of the beefier characters. Um, well, Ed, that might actually be the problem. I feel like Sombra, her gun, like she can definitely take out squishier backline characters. Mm-hmm. Um, she can definitely do that. And then I also feel like just the way her gun works, she has, she does pretty well against tanks because many of the tanks are such big targets. And her gun, yes, it, it has that spread to it, but like we've mentioned, the spread caps out fairly quickly. Um, so if you can put, if you can get not even very uh, close, like you, you can be at like medium to long distance away from a tank, almost all of your bullets are going to hit the target. Whereas if it was a smaller target, you wouldn't get all your bullets on them. So she can actually put out a lot of damage to a tank, um, I feel like. It's a neat way of balancing damage. Yeah, I, I was definitely intrigued right off the bat on how her, her spread works because... Yeah, it, it, like it, it just it the cap on it is, is you you like you notice it as soon as you start shooting like like oh it's not like it doesn't work quite like soldiers where it 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 like it gets progressively kind of crazier and crazier and then caps out but it's it's whereas soldiers is kind of like this st- slowly building thing hers goes to max spread and just stays there like within a second. Um, but yeah, getting away from from Sombra. Uh, Exciting stuff. Played her for three minutes. Have a hundred percent win rate. Done. <laughs> Nailed it. Nice. You you One. figured it out. Yeah. Uh, she really has impacted the game. I'm excited to to cover her kind of in depth when, once we kind of get to her, because um, she's definitely changed how I play the game. Not not by playing her, but just having her on my team or playing against her. Uh, just like the med the med pack thing alone is is super impactful. I agree. I mean, I don't really use med packs that much, but I've noticed how much or how many times I've, I've gone and seen that symbol above the med pack. Yeah, I I never realized how much I used med packs until they're suddenly not available to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did have a game. My uh, my cousin has uh, built a very powerful computer recently, and he's been playing Overwatch with me a lot. Um and he has kind of gravitated towards Sombra. Uh, and <laughs> one of his favorite strategies is to go around the map and hack the med packs. And we've kind of realized how powerful of a strategy this is. Uh, and in one game, there was this Genji who kept um, attacking me. And I think I was playing Zarya. Um, but yeah, he, he kept like harassing us as we kind of got out of our spawn. Um, however, I would kind of go toe-to-toe to him uh, with him as a tank, and he would retreat. Uh, and as the, is the usual strategy for Genjis, he would go to the health pack, try and heal up, and then re-engage me. However, my cousin had tagged basically all of the useful med packs on the map, so he was fighting me, retreated, uh, went to the head health pack, and then he just kind of stood there because he couldn't he couldn't get it. <laughs> and so I just walked up to him and lasered him in the face, and he died. And this happened, I think. Three or four times at four different health pack locations during the course of the game, and I don't think I've ever laughed maniacally 
as hard as I did <laughs> doing that in my life. Because wow. that was just so funny watching this Genji, like, every time engage, run away to a health pack, stand at the health pack. I don't know if he, like, he didn't know what was happening or if he was just, like, flustered. And he would just stand there and then see me coming, try and deflect my laser, which he can't, and then die over and over again. It felt so good. Um, You're a horrible person. Yeah, it was it was pretty great. Um, don't don't lie, Taylor. Don't lie you, about you do, you, you 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 you. So the comic book was canceled. Um, in Overwatch news, uh, the uh, was Dark Horse Comics. Uh, yeah, Blizzard originally. Yeah, Blizzard originally said that they were going to be making uh, partnering up with Dark Horse Comics to make an Overwatch uh, comic. Excuse me, comic book. Uh, which was going to be set in the period of Overwatch... Excuse me. Uh, which was going to be set in the period of Overwatch's um, beginning, basically. The origins of Overwatch. Um, but Blizzard came out last week, uh, late last week, and said, uh, unfortunately, guys, the comic has been cancelled. Uh, and yeah, I, I feel like... I was never really... I'm not a big fan of comics. Uh, comic books awful. just aren't... Yeah, it's not a genre I, I, I really grew up with or, or anything... However, it's not a genre, it's medium. Medium, yes, you're right, sorry, that was wrong words. Um, but yeah, Taylor, do you have anything else to, uh, to, to add about that? I know that you're a little bit more into that kind of stuff than I am. Uh, I didn't really care about the comic. <laughs> uh, but essentially the gist of why they stopped it was because they started very early on in Overwatch's um, birth, and they've just evolved past how they want to tell that story in a comic book. So maybe that mm. means we'll get it in a movie. Who knows? Hashtag movie. Six seasons I... in a movie. <laughs> Six shorts in a comic. Um, yeah, I'm... Uh, as much as I don't care about, again, the, the media, medium, There you go. Uh, I was interested in, in hearing those stories because I do really like the, the lore and the story behind Overwatch. I mean, we just got a whole bunch of... of of lore on on may now that her uh, that echo point is it echo point or eco point that uh the arctic map is now in custom matches or in custom games you can go on their solo play and kind of look up at the lore that's spread out there and it's a lot to do with may's kind of days before the uh, cryostasis that uh, unfortunately took out the rest of her her, her team there wah, wah. and yeah it just reminded me that there, that um, I really, really wanted to know more about the origins of of the Overwatch teams. Like we're 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 with the last somber thing. We're kind of dealing with the present. She's trying to uncover the web of conspiracy about Overwatch um, and 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 kind of who's running the world. But I want to get back to to how like Overwatch's glory days, how it started and how it became this like huge peacekeeping organization, um, and whether that story was told through comic books or, or, or shorts or whatever, I want to explore more of that. Um, and while I do, it is a bit of a shame that this is not going to pan out because I'm sure Dark Horse, they're known for doing a lot of good stuff. I know they lo do a lot of Star Wars stuff. Um, I don't anymore. know. Uh, oh, not anymore? Not anymore. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. But they before Disney's acquisition, they were, they were doing Star Wars stuff, correct? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, just from kind of being a, a casual observer, I feel like Dark Horse generally does a good job. Would you wow, disagree? Do, do you only know that Star or like Dark Horse does Star Wars? Do you not know anything else they do? <laughs> they do Transformers? No. No? Then they, no. they have one really big property that they do. And I forget oh, okay. all the others. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I only Is know it Dragon Ball Z? Uh, it has two movies. Live action movies. I don't know. Power Rangers. It's the Power Rangers. They did the Hyrule Street- Historia. Street Sharks. I feel like I've definitely seen their name around Street a lot. Sharks. And they've done World of Warcraft Chronicle. <laughs> did they really? Yeah. Oh man. Guys, if you have even a passing interest in World of Warcraft like lore, the Chronicle, oh. Oh, oh Chronicle 2 is coming out in months. Ooh, what's, what, like, what didn't they cover? Are they just going to go like in-depth on like why dwarves have four toes or something? Uh, I feel like the Chronicle already did that. Are they going to go into like why Varian has a rash on his left shoulder? I don't know. Did you even read the first Chronicle? Jesus, there's so much they didn't go into. <laughs> I'm more impressed I, than you just mentioned the Street Sharks. <laughs> Street Sharks. That was a great show, man. I haven't heard that name uh, in ages. I that's that's like that 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 thing I always go back to like when whenever I'm in a conversation like I need to reference something 90s like just something ridiculous from the 90s. It's I just always fall back to Street Sharks because I feel it. like it's just the it's the epitome of just like that kind of like it's it's ridiculously colorful and it's all those like kind of quote unquote extreme sports that all, all the 90s kids did. Um, and like just in that era, there was so many ripoffs of like children's stuff. Like, oh my god, uh, Ninja Turtles are popular. Quick, let's make fifty billion different shows about animal, like anthropomorphic animals. Or uh, God, Power Rangers are big, so let's make like uh, Voltron and and uh, God. There was like this one Asian show. Like Mega Megazord or something like that. It was a dude. Megazord is Power Rangers still. Oh, sure is. It was. It was like this dude, and like he would go into the internet and like fight fight dudes. Digimon. Was... <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, did Street you guys Sharks, know that like there are 90s. two seasons of Street Sharks? No. Okay. There's one. No, no, no. There was a second season. But there was also this show about dinosaurs, and like it's like dinosaur people, and they punch stuff oh. and stuff. And then the second season of Street Sharks was a crossover with that show. I think I think oh. we might have had this conversation before. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I still have all my original Street Sharks. It's great. So Overwatch. <laughs> so what? back to Overwatch. <laughs> speaking of speaking of definitely '90s things. Um, yeah, the comic book. Um, yeah, it is upsetting to go, but if it's no, if the store, oh yeah, and I want to mention, and uh, it's unfortunate. I, I feel for Dark Horse and for for Blizzard because I I'm sure a lot of work went into into the story that was going to go into this comic. Because um, it's it's we've heard about it a while ago, so I'm sure like it was fairly well into production. Well, um, I, I Blizzard's used to throwing perfect, not perfectly good, but <coughs> things out into the just. Just throwing them out. Warcraft Adventures. Yes. <coughs> and yeah. Warcraft Adventures. Um, there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, Blizzard is definitely not afraid to like pull the plug on something no matter how far along in development it's gone into if they don't feel it's going to come up to their 
quality of sta or standard of quality, which is an admirable um, trait. Uh, so yeah, if it's no longer how the vision they want to do it, that's fine by me. Um, I want to see these stories told eventually. Um, I do wonder, kind of conspiracy tinfoil hat time, if this has anything to do with the fact that Metzen has now left the company. I know that he, like, his job was basically like to, like, he was there to make sure that all the different games followed like kind of a story progression like that's kind of, that was his thing right so you're saying Metzen pulled out and then dark horse was just like not nah, we're not doing it anymore no no <laughs> I, I do i just i feel like now that he's he's gone and and has has been has been gone for quite some time um i think that now that whoever is kind of taking his his place there or maybe this might have been something that was started while he was still there under his his leadership was like there they they had a thing with Overwatch and now that he is no longer that big creative influence behind it they're going to change the direction of of where it was going. Um, I'd that's be just willing to bet conspiracy. that it has nothing to do with Chris Manson. Yeah, per perfectly probable. <laughs> um, just want to throw that out there. Because you're uh, some conspiracy theorist. <laughs> That's me, always with the tinfoil. And your pizza. No, I just had gyros. It was great. Um, but yeah, uh, getting on to kind of the rest of the news. Uh, it was fairly news light after all the craziness that's been happening since uh, the BlizzCon kind of happened and, and before that. Um, nothing of did interest get... happened, right? Absolutely nothing that I care about. No. Uh, no, there was a huge thing. It was... Uh, uh, the uh, symmetry rework, rework has finally kind of been detailed and is now on PTR. Um, what's his face? Jeff Kaplan has released a uh, developer update, and it is almost exclusively, but not entirely, about the symmetry work. I would urge you to watch it. We will link it in our show notes. Um, however, uh, yeah, she's on PTR now. I have tried her, and just going off of what I've played and what uh, Dave or not Dave, Jeff Kaplan was saying, uh, is that they really... Well, what he was saying is that they really wanted to change her from being an, uh, a niche character. Almost exclusively, people played her on the first point when defending something. As soon as they were on to point B, or they were on in an offensive map, or a capture the point map, or, or a push map, or anything like that, they just wouldn't play her. I would be the exception, but apparently there was very, very few players uh, in my position. Literally very, dozens of you. Yeah, literally, there are literally dozens of us. Um, so they wanted to change that. Um, again, in my opinion, that was just a perception thing by the community. I think she was very, very strong in, in very many situations. Um, her, her, her primary weapon is, uh, is very strong uh, at close range. Uh, her alt fire is very powerful. At zoning, uh, same with her her sentries. It just you needed to know how to play her. But I think the conception was that because she is definitely very powerful uh, when defending those first points. Like that is most assuredly her strong suit. Um, but they wanted to change that. So people, I was kind of worried because I was assuming that this would mean that they were going to completely gotcha. rework the character. Yeah, as, as Taylor kept insisting, they were going to gut her and, and completely rebuild her. That is not the case. Um, most of her abilities, she lost very little. Uh, the only thing that was removed was her shield ability, the, her E. 
um, that has been completely replaced. You can no longer put a small shield on everyone. Well, I'd um, argue it was just moved and buffed. Yeah, so it's it's been now been well. I mean, it's it is a very different ability now. What it now does is it, um, I believe it's called projected barrier or something to that effect. Um, and what she does is she throws out a shield in front of her, and it travels along a path. So basically, think Reinhardt's barrier, but um, it's now kind of a, an elliptoid shape. Almost, it's almost like a well, yeah, it's it's Reinhardt's barrier, and it kind of moves forward at a fairly slow clip. Well, like at a, at a almost walking speed. Uh, and it's just it's just moving forward on its own accord. Uh, it does have health. If it hits anything, it will burst apart. Uh, it's a very interesting ability to have on Symmetra. Um, it definitely gives her more offensive options. Um, it lets her kind of almost off tank, um, letting your, your Reinhardt or your other tank kind of heal up and regroup uh, while this shield is, is tanking some of the damage for you. So it gives her more of like an offensive uh, ability, um, which I thought was very, very interesting. Um, Taylor, did you want to talk about the rest of her abilities? Uh, so I mentioned that her she giving shields to people ability got moved, and that's because they wanted to keep her teleport, but they wanted to give something a bit juicier for when you're not on that first point and you're bad and not Jacob, apparently. <laughs> And so, for the first time ever, second time ever, they gave a person a second alt. What? Um, yeah. Uh, so, sorry, quick interlude. When was the other time they had gave someone a second alt? Diva technically has two alts. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. No, no, you, you you got me. That that was that, that's that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so mantras. Uh, new alt, she, uh, it's another placement thing, so she places something down, she plops it down, it, and it generates a shield, so it gives shields to people in a wide area around the generator. And it ignores yeah. line of sight and all that. Yeah, which is the, probably the most interesting bit. So basically how it works is that you work up your, your, um, your teleport, or rather your ultimate charge, as normal, uh, it's still the same cost since, uh, since that latest patch. Um, however, once you kind of, uh, set up, or rather, once you kind of have the holographic image that you can place, if you press Q again, it'll switch from the teleporter to the barrier projector. Uh, so you can kind of toggle between the two, and then you can, uh, place it down and it'll be whichever one you selected. Um, and yes, as Taylor mentioned, uh, it does provide a fairly substantial shield, I don't know the exact number, um, to anyone in a very wide area. And this area ignores line of sight. So it could be behind a wall and your teammates will still get the barrier if they're within range of it, which is very, very powerful. Um, my one problem with it is that while the area is quite wide, I still feel like um, there are very few places where you can kind of put it indoors where it'll be useful. I, I still need a lot of time to try it out. This is not coming from experience, this is just coming from me hypothesizing. But just thinking like on a map like Anubis, uh, that's, that's definitely a map where her teleporter might be a little bit weaker. I still often used her all the way through, through the match on Anubis, but uh, a mildly decent place to put the teleport, or rather the barrier, would be behind that wall on point B. 
Um, now, this will cover most of the area. However, people generally know to look there. It's really the only good place to put that barrier. You might be able to get creative, and I would like to kind of explore that. But I feel like if people see that you guys have big shields on you, and a Lucio didn't alt, they will know that the barrier is up, and they're going to almost certainly know where it is. Um, however, like them trying to expend resources, trying to destroy it, uh, and how well you have it defended now with her, her other changes that we'll get into in a minute, um, maybe that's not the worst thing. I don't know. It's it's something that I definitely want to try out a bit more. It's it's interesting. Um, I, I think what you're bringing up is a non-issue. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, the exact same argument could be made about the teleport and why the teleport is useless. Hmm. It, the people just go and destroy it. It's like, oh, oh, that sucks. Yeah, I just feel like you you are kind of right. Because now, as I'm kind of thinking about it, like, the cool thing about the teleporter was that, like, you kind of expected it to be destroyed before you got all six charges out. Um, and what was good about it was that when you could either bring up back your whole team, kind of in one fell swoop, like get four or five or even six people out before they even realize that you have a teleporter was kind of the ideal solution. Because if you're playing against anyone worth their salt, as soon as they know this is a symmetric teleporter, they're going to try and hunt it down and destroy it. Mm -hmm. If you got all six chargers on your teleporter, the enemy the enemy team screwed up. Um, and I, that's, I guess that's kind of how I have to think about the barrier projector, because if it stopped, like if it kept your teammates alive for a team fight or like part of a fight, it did its job. Like if it tanked even a mild amount of damage, it did its job. If they destroy it after that, like that's fine. And if they didn't, then that just like it's gravy. Like it's it's just supposed to be there for a little while before they f figure it out and and destroy it. So, looking at it from that perspective, I guess there are quite a few places you could actually put it on many many maps where it will give you that advantage for a, a pretty decent amount of time. Like I said, I, I, I have to explore it more. It's it's honestly been, only been out for like a day and a half at the time of recording. Yeah, so, Jacob argued himself out of his point. <laughs> it's li Listen, this is basically all I do all day. Should I do this? Yes. Mm, well, actually, no. <laughs> well, actually, maybe I should. I don't know. Yeah, so that, that's just how my brain works. But, um, yeah, did you want to get on to some of the other symmetric changes? Unless you want to talk about her, her ultimate more. Um... The quality of life teleporter change. It now has a big chunk of shields to it, so it can regen health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they basically um, they they changed the health to from, on the projector to be primarily shields now, and they also buffed the total amount of points it has. I believe it's like up to four hundred points up from up from whatever it was, and I believe. Like, 350 of that is, is shields. Uh, so this will kind of help it. Because in the past, it was they were pretty they were pretty easy to t take down. Um, if you get past Symmetra's turrets or whatever other defenses she had put up, and you find it, uh, you're going to take it out. And if you don't do it in that one shot, um, someone else, like a Junkrat, can throw like a grenade or some other incidental damage, and it will just blow up. Um, now, if you find it, you have to make a more concerted effort to destroy it because it will regenerate its health. Um, if you don't like, kind of like, okay, like I am actually going to go in there multiple times or with multiple people to to make sure I get this in one go. Um, 
which is definitely a buff. And basically, all of all, all of her abilities got buffed. Like there was no nerfs at all, which I well we'll we'll talk about it later. I believe there's some other changes. Quality of life on her little turret majigger eyeballs. Uh, in, instead of having a cap of three charges at a time, you can have all six charges on you at one time. Woo! Yeah. Exciting stuff. Yeah, so the, again, it is just a quality of life. Now, when you're starting up the match, or if, if they manage to take out all of your sentries in one go, you can kind of re remake your nest very, very quickly. Uh, they also increase the cooldown, or rather decrease the cooldown just mildly from 12 to 10 seconds, I believe. So yeah. you can play those, place those sentries much, much quicker and, and set them all up, all six of them, uh, in one go, which is nice. Um, and yeah, increase I believe... the range of her death beam. It now sniping. Sniper. <laughs> Zoom. Yeah, she, she's she's a sniper now. No, they they increase the um, length of her uh, lock on with her primary fire from five meters to seven meters. So it's a two meter increase. Not huge, but definitely substantial to anyone who's played Symmetra. There have been many many instances uh, when playing her where I'm running after someone and they're backpedaling and they're just outside of my uh, outside the range of my of my laser they're yeah they're kiting me effectively and i just i die like that um so i i just made it a point to kind of engage from behind with with symmetra now this just makes it a little bit easier to to get that target lock on somebody and keep it on them um and they didn't change the her alt fire they didn't change the amount of damage her primary fire does they just gave her this increase and i definitely feel with how powerful she can get once her laser is targeted onto somebody after a while i feel like they might nerf her especially after all the changes they've they've given to her right now because they are all buffs and in my opinion she was already a very strong character with these buffs i expect her to be basically overpowered um i i think they're going to have to nerf her fairly soon after this comes out do you guys have any opinions on that? Uh, I always thought Sumatra can be a bit overbearing, and this just cements that, and I'm actually not looking forward to these changes. Neither yeah. am I. Yeah, I again, as, as a Sumatra main, like they're, they're just straight buffing her, and I don't really think she needed a buff. Maybe a slight rework. Um, rework, yes. Maybe, buff, no. Yeah. Like, the new yeah. ability's cool. Yeah. Yes. Great. Yeah, they're neat. I like that. Um, and I do like the quality of life changes. Uh, I just, I feel like she has so many tools and she is fairly powerful in a fight. If you, if you know how to use her right, um, that I feel like people who play her are just going to start dominating, which for me, for, for, that'll be great for a while, but I, I'm not looking forward to the eventual nerfs, um, that I foresee happening, uh, soon. But we'll see. Maybe she's going to be perfectly fine where she is. Um, who knows? Maybe everyone will just learn how to kill her, and then we just won't care about her, and she'll never get played again. That would be great. No, I like some uh, Symmetra. She's great. I really like her kit. 
Um, I yeah, I've really just come to terms with the fact that I'm I'm not that good at tracking people um, or aiming. I I try and play McCree every now and then, but I I just recognize the fact that I'm not good at getting those those good shots off. Uh, and Symmetra's like her laser just targeted. She set up turrets that shoot for me. Like it was just perfect, and I could plan. I can be be more playing to my strengths, basically, of, of, you know, like, creative thinking and, and, and you know, just strategery as opposed to pew pew, you're dead. So, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> so, much, so much has changed. She's a lot better now. I expect to see her a lot. Woo! I'm not Woo excited about it. But you know what you should be excited about? Roadhog? coming soon. <laughs> no, Oasis. Screw Rogue. Oh. He doesn't exist. He's not real. Uh, yes, Oasis is the map that Blizzard mentioned there is going to be their next map. Um, it is, uh, as you can probably tell from the name, going to be taking place in kind of a green area in a desert. It's it's a kind of city science-y... An oasis, if you will. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh, it's going to be a, a science-y kind of installation in the middle of the desert. Um, I believe there was some footage of it that, that Taylor saw through his BlizzCon stuff. Magic. And, uh, yeah, it looked, from the sounds of it, I didn't see any of it, but from the sounds of it, it looked very, very cool. And the map will be making it onto the PTR soon after the Symmetra changes go live. It'll be the next thing that comes up on PTR. Uh, they uh, so they said they want it to release very early in 2017, but they want to also have the most time on the PTR that they can get Ah, yeah, because I think they want to really try out this map because the one major feature on it is that it's going to have these jump pads. Uh, I'm sure many of you might be familiar with them from a game like Halo. Um, And we've mentioned them on the show before, and I believe um, something that Taylor mentioned that really caught my imagination was the idea of a bastion jumping on one of these jump pads in turret mode, <laughs> flying through the air as a f- winged beast of bullet death. It's gonna be it's gonna be all those bullet hell games, but <laughs> in Overwatch. Um, I, I should mention that uh, that's an example they gave during the BlizzCon thing. Yes, yes. Um, so just stuff like that, like the interactions with the different abilities and and and, and characters in the game. I think they want a lot of time to test it because this could be very, very beneficial to certain characters. I can't wait to see a Torbleorn, Toblerone place his turret on the jump on the pad, jump pad. <laughs> and it just I'm starts interested... bouncing or something. I'm interested to see if that would work. Uh... I'm going to assume no, but if it did, that would be amazing. Because, I mean... Um... That one common strategy uh, when the game released, it was uh, Volkskaya Industries, where Bastions and Torbjorns would set up on that moving platform. Uh, oh, that's and still it was, me. Yeah, like, like, it's not the easiest strategy to, to deal with. Like, it's really effective. Like, yeah, you can, you can kind of counter it if you know what you're doing, but it can take you off guard if you don't expect it. Um, so I am just worried... But that wasn't overpowered. It was just an interesting strategy that you could use. So I I think they're they're worried about the jump pad. They really really love the idea of it, but they want to make sure that it's not broken uh, when it comes out. Naturally. 
But I think it's going to be very, very cool. Because I... Characters in this game, I think many, many people gravitate towards characters who have movement-based abilities because they're fun. They make you feel very powerful and influential on the on the, the battlefield. They also um, they're good characters uh, for people to use who are more interested or who have uh, more experience in MOBAs and stuff like that as well. Because a lot of those characters have all have have movement abilities to get them in and out very quickly. Yeah, I, there are definitely exceptions to that, but. Yeah, generally movement movement abilities are very very prevalent in, in games with abilities because it feels good to move faster or, or to, to kind of change the uh, you know, how you're moving. Um, and characters like Zarya, it doesn't feel that great walking back to the battlefield when you know you could boost there as Diva, you could stealth and teleport there as Sombra. You can even just like do that that silly sprint that uh, Soldier seventy six has. It's how is the that simplest, it's the, it just It's the simplest version of that ability, but it's just like, it just, it does what it does. Like, it's so utilitarian, but it's so useful. To, to compare that to Sombra, who just has to walk there, it's just like, wow, don't I just wish I could run? Like, it just, it just seems like such a weird thing to ask for or to feel bad about. But um, it does feel bad when you don't have the movement ability. So well, I think adding jump pads... You died. That's yeah, exactly. That's why I think that's so. At least you can have some fun while you die. <laughs> Listen, Taylor. Some of us. I know you haven't died since Overwatch came out. Well, like, I mean, never that is objective fact. I have not died since Overwatch came out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I like to think Overwatch is keeping me alive, and that's why I do this podcast. It keeps you young, yeah. Uh, but I'm excited for when they decide Sumatra needs a third alt and she places a jump pad. <laughs> Oh my god! Dude, I'd be super down with that. She, they just remove like all her offensive abilities, she just the uh, place things. Yeah. Why isn't that just her I one would, ultimate? I would kind of be down with it. Because um, they haven't released Oasis yet. Damn it! On Oasis, her teleporter just becomes a, ju- a jump pack. No, no, no. Uh, Sumatra is, her, fir- her teleport ultimate is for the first point of defense. The shield ultimate is for the second point of defense. The jump pad is for the for is for offense. Yes. Yeah, I love it. What if she were to have an ability where she where she could just give someone a jetpack? <laughs> I then, feel that that would like, be a time. I feel like Farah. I feel like Farah would be a little upset about that. <laughs> no, no, that <laughs> come that on, be... my one thing in the game, you take it away from me. I That's mean, she's how got a rocket launcher. On his alt, it also gives you a rocket pack. Oh my god. <laughs> And it's because Anna gave Farah her rocket pack as a baby. <laughs> um, have you guys been reading about the um, the theory online right now that uh, Reinhardt is actually Farah's dad? Yeah, that's just silly. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Skins, man! <laughs> yeah, that, that whole... I just... I love the way that article ended. It was was pretty great. Yeah, I mean, um, like, Skycoat all over again, I feel. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the Blizzard has kind of said, getting back to the jump pack, um, or pad rather, um, they have said that they are curious to see how it works out and they would like to explore this idea more. We might see this, um, on other new maps beyond Oasis. And if it becomes really popular, I don't think that they would, um, I think they would consider putting it onto the, some of the older maps potentially. 
um, if it if it works out. Because I, I I feel like because many games have jump pads. Because um, yeah, it, it it helps you kind of move around the map uh, faster. Uh, so it makes you again get it just gives you a movement ability, which everyone knows is fun. Um, so would you guys want to see this in some of the older maps? Oh my god, Sumatra's alt could also affect enemies, so you put the jump pad right in front of them as they're running at you, and then they jump away, and it's like, oh, oh you're not on the point anymore. <laughs> That'd be so amazing. mean. Oh, I love it. <laughs> One last thing that was added to the PTR was um, the uh, stay with current group button. It's in the bottom right, I believe, if I remember correctly. And basically, you can push that once a well on the uh, um, what's that end of game screen called where everyone's cards come up? Not MVP. Yeah, the MVP screen. Um, basically, if you like, if you if you had a really fun time playing with the people that you're you were grouped with, or rather not grouped with, that you were put into the match with, you but you're not grouped. You don't know you don't know them. They're not on your friend list. You're you're not grouped together. But you thought, hey, we worked well together as a team. I don't really want to try and get to know you guys. Like I I don't really want to friend you because I don't know you. Um, but I would like to play another few rounds with you. You can click that button, and if anyone else clicks it, you guys will will kind of stick together as the game finds you a, a new match. I thought I thought this was a a nice feature. Um, it just helps you because this game is, is such a good team-based game. If you find someone who who isn't just slam-picking Hanzo every chance he gets, um, who knows how to play as a team, you'd kind of want to play with him, them again, um, especially if you guys are on comms. And uh, you can kind of develop uh, friendships or, or at least like practice partners and, and, and people you play this game with, which is nice. And I would actually like to see this feature in other Blizzard games. Um, I think this is a good community feature. Like Diablo. Yes, that's exactly the game I was thinking about. <laughs> They'll patch it into Diablo 2. <laughs> StarCraft 1. Would you like to play this super OP guy again? They'll patch it into Warcraft 1. It's like, I can't even play that, Blizzard. It's like, don't worry. <laughs> I'd like to play this computer again. I'd like to team up with him. Um, so, that pretty much covers us uh, for the happenings in Overwatch, so we will now be continuing our series on the characters of Overwatch, and today we will be finally covering Roadhog. <laughs> so, Roadhog is a tank character. He was, until very recently with Diva's Change, uh, the character with the highest health pool in the game at uh, 600. Um, and uh, he has maybe not one of the most developed stories in the game, but Taylor, as per usual, would you like to go through Roadhog's story? Uh, so Jacob's right. He's, he doesn't have a super lengthy and involved story. So it basically goes, uh, he's Junkrat's best friend, and they watch Mad Max and one day, and they were like, that's exactly what I want to be when I grow up. And then the robots destroyed the planet, and they were like, well, I guess I wished for that. My bad. <laughs> Might be. Yeah, um, as, again, as usual, Taylor is not too far off. Um, Roadhog <clears throat> was kind of a, um, but kind of a, like a normal dude until um, 
whatever disaster nuclear disaster hit um, the omnix nation attacked yeah the omnix attacked and some sort of like nuclear catastrophe happened in australia um and many people were affected by this there was some sort of mutations i do believe um that the reason roadhog has uh is depicted with snouts very very often is because he may he might have a snout um he might have mutated to that point he was a pig uh, farmer back in the day. Gas mask. <laughs> yeah, I think he's 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 hiding his, his face for a reason. Um, or maybe he just thinks everyone else is infested, <laughs> and he doesn't want to breathe it in. Um, but yeah, so he basically became an outlaw. He was and he's super ruthless. And Junkrat hired him to be his bodyguard. Um, that is why they're often t- together. Um, that and that's pretty much his story. We know that. The rest of his story kind of pertains more to to Junkrat than himself. Really, it it starts and stops with Junkrat hired him to be his bodyguard. Uh, he has appeared in a couple comics um, because Junkrat is on some sort of crime spree, and again, Roadhog is following him. Um, he's very efficient and, and, like I said, ruthless, but it, he's not the kind of mastermind or leader of that group of that duo, and that's pretty much his story. Reminds so, me a lot getting... of Draman and Moloch. Why do we know those names? I wonder. So his, excuse me, Roadhog's abilities, starting with his primary weapon, um, is his scrap gun. It is basically a standard shotgun. Does a lot of damage up close, not as much farther away. However, his the alt fire on it uh, kind of throws a ball of scrap that explodes outwards, giving him a bit more range. Um, it does a fair bit of damage. Uh, it only has four shots, uh, kind of the, the downfall. Um, he only has those four shots before he has to reload, and is you definitely feel it <laughs> once you play Roadhog. Uh, you definitely have to pay attention to how much scrap is in your gun because you don't want to fire off one shot, almost kill somebody, and then have to reload and watch them get away. I've been there. Thankfully, or kill you. Yeah, or kill you, which is very often the case. Um, thankfully, his uh, first major ability kind of prevents that getting away, and that is his chain hook. If you guys are familiar with MOBAs of any sort, you're probably familiar with the character who has a hook that pulls you towards him if he Sometimes hits you. it's not a hook. Sometimes it's a fist. Sometimes it's a suction cup. Who knows? Um, in Roadhog's uh, case, it is most often a hook, depending on the skin, and it just it does what you think it does. He throws it at you, and you, he pulls you in. Um, is there any now, skin that's it's not a hook? Uh, well, the like the the towery uh, kind of warrior one is still kind of a hook, but then the the pirate one it's an anchor. Ah, uh, okay. It has yeah. hook like qualities. Yeah, which it's pretty similar. It hooks um, the ground. <laughs> um, it's it is a catching implement. It's a very fun ability. It was bugged kind of for the longest time it would kind of pull you around corners and it would have a lot of weird behaviors it still does have a little bit i feel like it's it's definitely one of the abilities that pushes uh overwatch's engine in a weird direction and more than many others um i wouldn't have it any other way (laughs) um but yes it's it's very effective and um it pulls you into where roadhog can do the most damage uh basically if you're a squishy if you're if you're under 200 damage or under 200 health um, he will be able to one-shot kill you uh, if he manages to pull off his combo, which is a shot and a, um, a, a quick melee. That will take... It does about 200 
points of damage, if I remember correctly. Um, it'll, it'll most likely kill you if he hooks you. Uh, his other ability is uh, Take a Breather, where he kind of takes some sort of gas, attaches it to his, uh, his gas mask, takes a big breath, and restores 300 health. Um, it is uh, uh, one of the only... Well, it's, it's just... It's, again, it, like Soldier's Sprint, it's a very simple ability, but it's a very effective one. Um, this um, also is one of uh, Roadhog's primary ways of... He doesn't have any damage mitigation. Many other tanks, like uh, Reinhardt, have a shield to take damage for him. Uh, D.Va has her, her um, defense matrix. Zarya has her shields. Junkrat doesn't have any sort of damage mitigation. He has that high health pool and his uh, healing ability, and that's it. Uh, so you kind of have to manage um, your health total when tanking. Uh, get in there, cause a ruckus, pull people in. When your health gets low, pull back, heal up, and then go out there again. You called him Junkrat, by the way. I do that a lot, and uh, uh, listeners, I apologize if I do that. For whatever reason, I just keep saying... Junkrat whenever I mean Roadhog. I don't often mistake Junkrat for Roadhog, however. It's okay. just, I get... I, I feel their names got kind of switched in development almost. Yeah, I, we've definitely talked about this before. I think when But we have we talked about, about it on the podcast? We talked about it when we were covering Junkrat, yes. But Good. for anyone who wasn't there when we discussed that, Taylor, did you want to go into it? Uh, Roadhog uses junk-based things. He His gun is completely junk-based, where... Uh, Junkrat, he uses a lot of road-based things. He has, like, a stick shift on his gun. He has some wheels. He has the giant wheel on his back. He's like, yeah. huh, neat. Maybe huh. they named themselves after each other. Maybe, yeah, maybe they gave each other names. That'd be very cute. Um, but yeah, um, uh, one other thing, uh, or rather, no, one other thing. <laughs> How would that be cute? It's like, why'd you be my name? He just, like, looks down and he's like, oh, Junk and, uh, uh, Rat. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, well, I guess that's it. It's adorable. Um, <laughs> I, so, I guess I shouldn't have pressed I Feel Lucky there. Roadhog's ultimate is called Whole Hog. He basically makes his gun into a weird meat grinder slash projectile vomiting thing. He basically just like makes into a super shotgun. It keeps firing, does a fairly high amount of damage, and the most important part to it, it pushes people away. People are, are, as I like to say, if they're on your point, you can sweep them all away with, with, his, uh, with his whole hog ability. It goes on for, I believe, six seconds. Um, the, it's, it's very, very powerful, and if you can catch someone in a corner with it, uh, you can uh, kill them pretty easily. Um, the one downside to it is that once you finish it, you do have a kind of reloading animation, and I feel like I often... Uh, get killed during that animation, which is very unfortunate. Well, um, don't be bad and kill everyone else. Come on. Yeah, Dude. come on. Get good. Um, so I want to ask you guys, what is your experience and any strategies with Roadhog? Um, well, I pretty much never use Roadhog, but when I do, oh boy, oh when boy. I do, it is usually on that map with the circle pit in the middle, mm. and I strictly just want to hook people into that pit. Yeah, they I had one game that. where it, it was I was Roadhog, and there was another guy on the other team who was Roadhog, 
and uh, we were going back and forth hooking each other into this pit, like, consecutively. We'd get back to the point, and someone would get the hook on him. <laughs> and then the one time, we both hooked each other, but, like, nothing happened, and then a Lucio came behind me and pushed me in, and I was not happy. That Lucio came and, and just ruined ruined our thing. I've <laughs> never done that on Elios. Mostly because of that. I, I got like four in a row, and then he got a couple on me. Oh my god, it was... We were doing nothing to help our team, but... <laughs> You're boy, killing was it fun. Roadhog is great. Uh, it was like no, a one-on-one -on -one with other things happening around us. It was it reminds great. me of uh, 6v6 computer uh, McCree's on Helios. Those were great. <laughs> fix that. I don't know. I don't even want to think of that. Okay, it, it was I... a bug that uh, the computers would uh, they they just run kind of like straight to the well. They would then try to shoot each other, and the ones who didn't die roll straight into the well. Every time, almost. It was stupid and amazing. Yeah, I um, I really hate uh, maps where you can get knocked off or or pulled to your death. I just find it very very frustrating um, when characters just sit there and, and boop like a Lucio boops you off the corner or, or a Farah um, kind of launches you off. Or I think my least favorite is that Ilios Roadhog Roadhog <laughs> trick. Uh, it also happens on Nepal when he stands on the on the that one tower and just kind of pulls you in and, and drops you off the ledge. I just I I really dislike it. <laughs> um, however, having said that, it is a very very effective strategy. Um, pulling it off is not super easy. It definitely feels a lot easier when you're on the receiving end, but to 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 do it right, um, hooking someone is is it can be difficult. I. Uh, Played a lot of Roadhog. He was actually my go-to tank when the game first launched, uh, and I got fairly proficient at the at the hook. Now I've kind of moved on to other tanks, and coming back to him, it's definitely a skill I I have to redevelop. Um, it is a very very core part of his kit, um, but he definitely has some good strategies to use. Um, his, like I mentioned, with his chain hook, if you grab someone with it uh, and then do a uh, Quickly shoot them with uh, with your scrap gun primary weapon or primary fire, and then a melee attack will um, one shot most uh, enemies. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, his other uh, the other strategy I found with him is that um, you should use uh, his E take a breather whenever possible. Not only does it keep your health up, but it charges your ability very, very quickly. Um, one one kind of bad part about, about Roadhog is that he is a big target and he doesn't have any damage mitigation. So shooting him can be a very effective strategy because it builds your charge up. He has, like, if he's out in a, if he's not behind cover, um, then he's not really doing his job. And if he's doing his job, he's a target for you to to shoot, which builds your charge. Um, and his only kind of way of dealing, of tanking through that is his take your breather ability, which gives him more health, which means he has to stand still, which lets you shoot him more, thus building your charge more. So he, he does have that kind of unfortunate downside to him. Um, however, on the on the flip side, it will charge up your ability as, as, Ryan, as Roadhog as well. 
Um, another interesting way to use take a breather is while generally you want to be away from the fight while you're using it because you are completely you are very vulnerable while you use it if you're against um one or two people especially if they don't have a very bursty weapon like a ro uh, a reaper if it's say um a winston or even a tracer uh you can actually just tank through you can heal through the damage they put out uh and oftentimes come out with more health you than when you started um, healing. So if you're against those types of targets, don't be afraid to just stand there while they shoot you um, and heal up. Because uh, oftentimes, at the very least, uh, it might have stalled out the enemy long enough where your team comes in and helps you finish them off for you. Uh, or your your hook comes off of cooldown and then you can hook them and finish them off that way. <clears throat> um... So yeah, th those are kind of the, the basic strategies with, with Roadhog. He kind of lives or dies off of you being able to pull off his his uh, hook combo. And not getting uh, shot. Not getting shot really <laughs> helps. Yeah, if you can somehow manage that. Um, pulling people in uh, and kind of eliminating someone uh, right off the bat is very, very powerful. Uh, getting a squishy from the back line. Uh, again, it's super beneficial for, to your team. And just kind of being there and being this big target for people to shoot takes the pressure off of your um, allies. Uh, letting them kind of do their job, which is Roadhog's job. Be there as a distraction for your team. Um, his ability to kind of protect his team is somewhat limited to that. I feel like he works very, very well as kind of a two-tank team. Uh, you can definitely solo tank as him, but I think most people have generally uh, gone over to the idea of double tanks in most situations, and he pairs very, very well with Zarya. Um, Roadhog is going to attract a lot of fire, and Zarya can put a shield on him, not only preventing damage uh, to him, but also charging up her... Um, what's her gun? Her laser beam, whatever it's called. She charges it up. Uh, so that is a very, very good pairing between the two. Um, ways to take out uh, Roadhog. Did you guys want to cover that? Uh, anything that can hit a big target. Keep Very shooting! Strong. Especially from range. Don't get um, hooked. Yeah. On phonics. If you can, uh, if you can avoid his hook, either just through through dodging or from staying far enough away. It has a pretty long range, but it's not. Um, it's not infinite. Like it's it's not a long range thing. It, it would definitely be classified as medium range. Um, so if you can stay farther away from him, Pharaohs or uh, Soldier Seventy Sixes, as long as he doesn't hook you, you can deal damage to him without any real repercussion. Um, also, kind of getting in close with uh, Reaper actually works fairly well. Reaper and Roadhog have an interesting relationship relationship because it's. It's kind of they, they the were lovers at one point. <laughs> um, not only that, they they kind of know each other intimately. Um, and well, if, I'd hope um, lovers know each other intimately. Yeah, well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you if you're in a if you're on a one v one fight with a reaper as a roadhog, it can kind of go either way. Um, basically, if you pull him in, he has that two fifty health pool where he might be able to survive your combo. And then he can kind of ghost away. Um, if you follow him, you might will probably be able to kill him. However, if he gets the drop on you, 
uh, and or avoids your hook, um, you're pretty much toast. Reaper does so much damage. He is the, really the anti-tank hero in the game. Um, so if you don't get that hook off on him, you will probably not make it. Um, any other counters that you guys can think of? Shooting him more. In the head. <laughs> Got a big head, too. Uh, don't be fooled. The, uh, the thing on his chest is actually just a tattoo. It's not a secondary pilot like D.Va. His head is on the top of his shoulders. So make sure to aim there, not the face on the belly. It, it's a distraction. Um, one other thing I want to mention with uh, Roadhog is that barriers um, block his hook. Uh, so Reinhardt's, Winston's um, can all kind of Not block his... Yes. And can and uh, can pr uh, protect their teammates. Uh, Zarya, for example, if I have done it multiple times, um, either charging charging Reinhardt's or um, or uh, Roadhogs with hook, um, I've gone pretty good at, at shielding my allies when they're about to be hit by one of those. Uh, it completely negates any of the damage, and it makes you feel like a badass. If you're good at Tracer, um, or or May, anyone with kind of like an invulnerability ability, um, you can tangle with a Roadhog. The hook does have not a, it's not as significant, but it does it does definitely have a travel time, um, and it is such a core part of his kit. If you can recall or cryo freeze yourself uh, while it's in midair before it hits you, um, you will be probably able to take him down. And uh, yeah, I think that's A, Roadhog, and B, the end of our show. Um, was there anything you guys want to mention before we kind of wrap it up? Uh, Dark Horse does Hellboy. Yeah. So, if you like what you heard here today, please consider subscribing or giving us a rating. You can follow uh, Overtime at on Twitter at OWOvertime. And if you'd like to reach us, uh, you can probably do that easiest by email. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, um, would like to have your email read on the air, we will definitely consider. Uh, we will definitely do that, and you can uh, email us at owovertime at gmail.com. Again, that is owovertime at gmail.com. Uh, we also have another show called Press A to Podcast, where we review a different video game every episode. You can follow that show on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at Press A to Podcast. Uh, Twitch is just slightly different from the rest because it has underscores instead of spaces. Um, but that's all the time we have for this week. So for me, Brandon, and Taylor, we will see you guys next week.